Hey, welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Mark Massaro. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Michelle Bader. Michelle. Michelle. Yes, you said it normal. I was Michelle. like, hey, yes. Can you hear me? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for my big, like, you know, intro. With, like, I had to saying, switch it up a little bit. That's true. We can't always have the big intros. You know, kind of dial it back. Yeah, we got to be boring sometimes. <laughs> hey, Michelle. <laughs> What's anyways up? people have probably been missing us right i you know that's that's the uh <laughs> the feeling that i get <laughs> right it's been a few weeks sorry everybody but summer is hard to coordinate schedules there was yes. something two weeks in a row so we're coming to you a little bit late in fact when you get this fourth of july will already be over oh july 5th Just i hope you guys enjoyed a it a bunch of fireworks yes hey i bet it's less strict rules in tennessee than california Oh yeah. I just went and bought like some legit fireworks today. Were they too legit? Too legit to quit? You're supposed to join me. So I'm not all by myself. Okay. Okay. So yes, no, they're, uh, so have you ever seen the movie shooter with Mark Wahlberg? Sure. Haven't. What? Okay. That's like one of the best movies ever. Okay. Um, but he, uh, he's on the run and he goes, he, he wakes the guy in the car wakes up and he's like where are we and he's like welcome to tennessee the patron state of blowing stuff up so yeah fireworks are fully legal here um were they they not firework stores year round no no i couldn't light off fireworks in my neighborhood well couldn't you do like my whole city my whole county had a ban on fireworks like the helicopter the sheriff literally flies around looking for um you know people that are lighting off fireworks well, this will be fun um, for your well, kids. Well, it made it made sense because yeah. we were in a very dry. I mean, we had huge fires in California, right? So it like mm-hmm. it makes sense. Um, but yeah, no. But it's also you know, um, I gotta say, <laughs> Tennessee is a lot more tolerant of people like me. <laughs> <laughs> Define people like you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave that alone. Okay. I, I, I try not to go into things like that on this podcast. Okay. But are the kids excited? Like they actually get to do fireworks? Oh my gosh. They're so excited. We went to a fireworks stand today and bought like one of the, like a big kit that like, yeah, I all love kinds those. Of stuff. Um, so fun. And it has like, you know, the mortars, which are the ones that you drop like in the, the tubes boom. and they shoot oh, yeah, way yeah. up in the sky, like the Disneyland style ones. Um, and I used to live like right next to Disneyland. So we'd see other fireworks every night. So, um, anyways, uh, I don't know why I felt the need to mention that. Uh, (laughs) it's just so like facts about Mark. Totally useless. (laughs) Yeah. I used to live right next door to Mickey Mouse, whatever. Um, (laughs) bragging, bragging a little bit, a little name drop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me and my homie Mickey, he was so fine. He was so fine. Hey Mickey. Hey Mickey. Hey Hey, my friends used to call me Mickey in seventh grade. So really, that's kind of like my song. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, just fun that's little awesome. useless fact for you. <laughs> yeah, my my. Oh man, I had a lot of nicknames. I won't mention some of them, but one of them was Mayo, the Mayo Kid, like mayonnaise. You like mayonnaise? Um, well, I, I like, like mayonnaise. A funny okay. Story. No, it's not really funny. It's probably more sad. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe it's a sad one. Okay. I used to eat, uh, we were poor, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I used to eat like cheese sandwiches. And so it was like cheese and mayonnaise. And it mm-hmm. was like, you know, off of like blocks of cheese. And um, I realized after a while that I liked when the cheese ran out and I just had the mayo and the bread. Oh, wow. So I started making mayonnaise sandwiches, mm. like just mayo and bread. I bet there's mm-hmm. a lot of people just gagging right now. <laughs> Um, and then I got all creative when I was hungry and I would make like triple decker mayo sandwiches. Oh, wow. so it was like mayo bread, mayo bread, mayo bread. So you were called. So that was one part of the nickname is that I love mayonnaise. Um, and then we used to get, um, there used to be this store by my house that you could bring in any container, fill it up with the fountain drink, um, the mm-hmm. soda, or as some of y'all call it, pop. Pop. Like um, me. Uh, we'd fill it up with pop. And it was, they would charge you a penny per ounce. Oh, so nice. <laughs> I turned this huge mayonnaise jar because we were skateboarders. And so we used to ride in the back of my friend's truck. And it was a very common thing that, you know, we'd get these big 64 ounce cups from like, you know, Circle K or whatever, or 7-Eleven, yeah. if you haven't heard of Circle K. 
and uh, they would tip over and they would spill out. So I got this brilliant idea to clean out a mayonnaise jar and just drill a little tiny hole in the lid. And so I made a spill proof. Wow. Um, Like a sippy cup, kind of. Dude, seriously? Yes. You put a hole in it. Yeah, but I didn't refer to it. Definitely didn't think of it as a sippy cup. Okay, (laughs) like a giant sippy cup. Okay, fine. I had my little sippy cup. It was awesome. (laughs) But it was just as big as their cups. Just for the record. I had a 64. (laughs) I'm just good job. Um, But yeah, so anyway, so they nicknamed me Mayo Kid. I was also, of course, I was Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. Which that one I didn't mind. I'm like, yeah, you guys can reference me as Mark Wahlberg all day long. Um, But yeah, so I I didn't have any nicknames that went with songs. I guess I did. Because Marky Mark, you know, yeah, you know, Mark Wahlberg was, Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, we got feel the vibration. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Feel it. That was okay, funny. I'm so sorry. Like, don't be sorry. People love it. That's why they listen. You know, <laughs> you love it, fans. You know, you sing with us every time. Actually, I know we do have a few fans that you know they feel like enjoy it. They all my references. Okay, and I cannot go a second longer without. Okay, so she put she put it out there publicly on her Facebook page. So I have to assume it's okay to mention her name. Okay, Julia. Oh my gosh, your 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 gif or gif that you made about the binoculars. Ah, looking, <laughs> looking into trying to figure out who it is that my girlfriend is. I was like crying, laughing at that. That was, that like, was so funny. funny. Good job, funny. Thanks, was... thanks for the laugh on that. That was very funny. Yeah, that was funny. Um, Good so times. okay, <laughs> and then uh, so okay, wow, we haven't gotten very far. <laughs> we haven't we? even talked about what's been going on. So what's been going on? <laughs> Um, let's see. When I last spoke with everyone, we had just finished graduation. So feel the vibrations. Feel oh, it, feel sorry. it. But we're, why? Why doesn't I, I was make going, sense? I was I was still back. So this is all good. Um, I had to get it out of my system. Go on. I'm sorry. So we finally, so it was like cold here literally forever. And then suddenly it was 99 the other day. So I uh Went with you guys. Remember Stacy Campbell Waits episode, whatever. Yep. Widow twice. Her and my other friend Jess. Um, we're all widows, so we got that in common. Um, anyways, we went uh, paddleboarding. They took my paddleboard out, and um, I realized. And actually, the day before that, I took Hayden out. He was like, "I'll go with you," but we had to like keep taking turns. And I was like, "He's like, I wish we had two. So we just ordered another one. I'm super, super excited so that we can go out together, so I can take my kids out and. Um, anyways, we've been paddleboard, nice. like enjoying the weather. Cause it was cold literally forever. I'm in Washington, by the way, if you don't know. And so it just started warming up. We're so happy. So it finally feels like summer. I took my kids out to a lake. I think I went to a lake three days in a row because I was just like, nice. oh, here, let's do this. Let's do this. So I'm enjoying summer. I'm getting ready for Joel to come back. Whoop, whoop. Oop, it's coming back this weekend. It's going to do all the 4th of July things. We have like, my brother has a big party actually. It starts on the day he gets here. My friend Melissa has a party we're going to. The next day, we're going to my brother's party. And then the next day, we're getting up early on 4th of July and we're doing a 10K. So excited. Oh, I was about to say. So you're not even going to put him to work this time? No, I said this time's all parties. That's good. Good I know. I'm like, last time was the work time. This is party time. Nice. That's awesome. We're going to do a 10K. And then there's like a parade in the little town where I live and like all my family goes. And so we're going to go to parade and then have a big party here. And just it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to introduce him to tons of people at all these parties. So really excited about that. It's only a couple more days. It seems like forever in between our visits. So really excited that he's coming back. Um, let's see. I worked on a big project that actually brought me a little grief. So I want to share about that because other people might relate. So I had just like a few more boxes in my house from over a year ago when I moved, they were like stuffed in my closet. And I was like, I'm done with this being a mess. I need to go through this literally took me like eight days to go through everything. And it was a lot of Luke's stuff that I hadn't really looked at in a couple of years, like, um, his prosthetic leg. Um, also like I had a bag of stuff that was on his nightstand, including the last pills he was supposed to take. They were still in this little pill splitter. I had put them out for him the night before. I don't know why I didn't just throw Mm -hmm. it away. Now I I went through and I got rid of so much stuff that I couldn't when I was moving. It was very different. How did it feel? Did it feel like a relief to get rid of it? Yeah. Like even I um, found this package that said like these, this envelope that said Luke scan results and I threw it away, took it out, threw it away. And I was like, why am I holding on to this? I don't Mm. need, this was, and it was 
from 2016. So I just finally threw it away. Because it was like gold to you back then. Yes. Yeah. I know, and I know so, the feeling. Yeah. And I just, I got rid of stuff that was like, I don't need this. And then I did set up, like I put my marriage certificate hung it up in my closet and like uh, put his glasses, like a few of his things that I just wanted to mm-hmm. keep to just, you know, see sometimes. And, but it, it triggered grief. Definitely. <clears throat> like just when I was going through his nightstand stuff, like literally how he left it, <laughs> that was mm-hmm. hard. And I had a really <clears throat> a couple hard days. It was also Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And so that brought up triggered grief. Um, I wasn't feeling good either. I had a pretty bad cold. So we didn't go to church and I just didn't want to go to church and like hear about Father's Day. I just was like, we're staying home. And I, I was talking to my kids, like, what do you think about tomorrow? And they're like, what? They didn't even know what day it was. They had no, like, oh, it's Father's Day. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, so it's just like a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, going on with that. But how was Father's Day for you? You know, it, it actually was a really good day. Um, good. So glad. I got a really sweet gift from a very special girl. Nice. Uh, um, she sent me uh, a bunch of like Omaha steaks and burgers and stuff. And oh, I was yeah. so I was so touched by it, too, That's because, sweet. you know, she's she's widowed, you know, yeah. and so she was going through Father's Day herself. You right. know what I mean? And I was just so touched. And I mean, I even told her in advance, like, you know, please don't like, I just want you to feel what you feel on that day. Right. Like, please don't feel the need to, I don't know, do anything for me on that day. Like, I'm fine. I'm good. And yeah, I got this really sweet box in the mail. And so it, sweet. Was, like, it was, it was really, yeah. And it was delicious. <laughs> I'm still like um, eating them, but um, you know, I got some phone calls from people that mean a lot to me. Um, you know, uh, Lacey's aunt or my aunt through, through marriage. Um, um, reached out to me and we had a great conversation and um, she's just so sweet and of course you know Lacey's mom called me and uh, that was awesome and um, you know it just first of all it's not as hard for me as Mother's Day and mm-hmm. I don't know you know but Mother's Day wasn't too bad this year either to be honest right. you know um, it just uh, I don't know because you know I've talked about this before that to me I don't feel like I experience extra grief on certain days right. because I'm supposed to. Right. Um, for me, it's kind of like I might feel more grief. I mean, I don't I don't go through this a whole lot anymore, to be honest, but like I might feel more grief on a Wednesday, a random mm-hmm. Wednesday than I do on a two year anniversary because right. something I saw that reminded me of Lacey and made me miss our life and, you know, whatever. Um so I've never really been, uh, but, you know, s- certain things trigger. So in church, they were talking about how great mothers are and how important they are and yeah. you know, how they need to be honored and treasured. And, um, you know, the first year that like really got to me, cause I was like, dang it. Like I did treasure my wife. I right. did, you know, cherish her and I didn't need to hear these lessons. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and, and I lost her or whatever, but, um, no. So anyways, to answer your question, Father's Day was, was actually really good. Um, good. It was a really nice day and um, yeah, just, just felt really felt a lot of love from a lot of people and it just felt great. A lot of people thought about me and reached out and um, it was really nice. So good. And what, what else has been going on since we last talked on our podcast? Well, um, I have been to Kentucky a few more times, Kentucky. which has been great. Yep. <laughs> what are you doing Kentucky is a beautiful state uh I am meeting up with my secret girlfriend the mystery girl the mystery girl who's just like the most amazing Aww. woman in the world um but yeah I've been uh meeting up with her and that's been great and that's we pretty awesome. much look for the next time and it was it was really sweet this time um she she made a picnic for us and it was Aww. so sweet and um just she put so much um just she put so much love into it you know and it was just so like everything was you know just so planned out and just so um there was just a lot of effort involved and I could tell and it just it reminded me of what it felt like again to have a wife Mm -hmm. and I know that's you know probably a little much to say but like it just it felt amazing and Mm -hmm. I just felt so cared about and 
probably the sweetest part of that day, even more than that, was that um, she brought her daughter to meet me. Her daughter's 21. And um, I really liked her a lot. She's, she's really sweet. And I understand. um, I knew in advance that, of course, this was going to be hard for her. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's, she's such a strong, um, such a strong girl of faith, you know, young lady. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know, it was just, I really, I really thought she was really brave for, for doing it. And I really yeah. was appreciative that she was, um, you know, wanted to give me a chance. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It just felt, um, I just felt really grateful that yeah. she was willing to do that and, and try to get to know me. And we, we all had a good time together and it was, it was really sweet. And, um, I, I look forward to, you know, having a relationship with her in, in the long term, yeah. you know? I love um, it. Really, really good-hearted kid. I mean, I guess she's not really a kid at twenty-one, but you know. What I mean? <laughs> and are to us, to our old ages, our old kid, of twenty-nine. You know? I mean, she's only yeah. Two years I mean, she's barely me. older. You're barely older. Than barely her, eight but, years, whatever. Yeah. You know, but um. <laughs> but me, I'm like you know ancient, ancient. compared to her. So. Yeah, exactly. So is it going well with the kids and the mystery girl and and the mystery <laughs> girl's daughter? Yes, uh, I have not met her son yet, um, uh-huh. but yes, it's going really well with the mystery girl. <laughs> hey, mystery girl, I know you're Hey, <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> hey, mystery girl, hey. <laughs> By the way, she thought it was really funny that you, um, I think she said it, she thought it was cute that you, uh, like, not took credit. What is the word I'm looking for? Oh, when I was but, like, you kind of met her because of me. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The podcast. She thought, she so thought that was cute. let's thank uh, you a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. actually God, but you know. Girl, but I'll take a little bit of the I was a vehicle that helped. You, know. you were very persistent in asking me to do this podcast. Right? Yes. You know what? Right. And so I better get like in your wedding someday. Maybe there better be in the program. Thanks to Michelle who brought us together. <laughs> Not thanks to God. No, I want you to thank God too. Thanks to <laughs> yeah. Give, give them a little bit. Give it. Throw them a cookie thanks too. To God and Michelle for bringing us together. For without them, this day would not be possible. I mean, is that Not-mask like automatic, before. like maid of honor? <laughs> exactly. I better be yes. Thank you for promoting me to that because they brought you together. I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna like make sure I get my place. Oh, that's awesome. And that it's all funny. gonna be the whole wedding's gonna be about me bringing you together. Yes, that's They're just about you. you. It's it just all about, about you. We'll just have an hour long, you know, all about me. Anyways, yeah. Totally. So mystery girl is great. Um, <laughs> her daughter is great. Um, I'm just honestly on top of the world and just feel I love so incredibly it. blessed that God um, brought me such an incredible yes. woman in the way that I felt like he told me he would. Totally. Um, and, you know, just exactly what, you know, I prayed for because, you know, of course, of course I wanted Lacey, you know, but I don't have that option anymore. And so I wanted somebody that made me feel like Lacey did, you know, and, and I want my kids to have a mother that had the, to have a mother that had the values and integrity that, you know what I mean? I want those same things instilled in my children. And so, um, sorry, I'm not signing you up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no pressure here but I kind of am but um <laughs> but um no but you know at the, you know we both are people of faith we wouldn't date if we wouldn't consider right. the possibility of marriage you know um but you know it's just uh anyways so I, I just feel really really blessed that um I just met somebody so incredible and so mm. sweet and kind and so um, happy for you thank you so yeah Anyways, um, thanks, mystery girl. <laughs> so the other cool thing that happened is my in-laws came out and visited. Nice. Was that their first um, time visiting you in Tennessee? Visiting me in Tennessee, yes. They've been to Tennessee to Tennessee mm-hmm. before. Um, but yeah, so we went to Dollywood. I know, I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was awesome. I do want to go. Um, <laughs> It, it was hot though. I wish it was a little cooler so we could, but um, they have these big fans with misters like everywhere. 
mm-hmm. and they're just like oh my gosh you step up this yeah is amazing but um it was it was it was a really fun day just a really really cool day um there was an acorn ride that my mother-in-law and I went on with the kids and we were just looking at each other like an acorn. they need to stop this ride oh so like you're a in spinny, the, you're in this like a little like a teacup yes but except it raises you up off the ground <laughs> like you know I don't know 15 20 feet in the air I don't and then like it those spinny around. things Mm-mm. it they doesn't me spin sick. like oh. the teacups okay that's good I but the that. ride is the whole ride is going around but oh. it's a it's a tight radius mm-hmm. so you're spinning pretty like I was like oh I told my mother-in-law I'm like, it kind of helps if you like try to look at something out in the distance and she's like oh yeah but it like goes away too quick <laughs> and so we were both kind of like but kids are having a blast and we're yeah. both just kind of like oh my gosh put this thing down so She's like, I think we need to look at each other, not just look at her. I'm like, I think you're right. Like we had to focus so on funny. something that wasn't moving. We were both so relieved. Plus they crammed us into the, like, it definitely wasn't enough room for two adults yeah. and two kids. So anyways, um, went to Dollywood. Then uh, we had a water balloon fight, which was awesome, so which turned into basically a hose fight because I yeah. cheated and ran and got the yeah. hose and just started spraying everybody. Um and actually my father-in-law started that when he was filling up the balloons, but anyways, and then he helped me build, uh, like a guardrail in my backyard. It was like something you remember I talked about building that screened in porch. Yes. Well, we added like, the last thing I wanted to do to that was like add a guardrail, like going around the yard. Oh, so, um, we built that together and, you know, he designed it for me and, um, like drew wow. it up. He had, he had his laptop and drew mm-hmm. it up on a, you know, blueprint program thing. I think it was a uh, VersaCAD or something like that, but, um, and, you know, and just lended me all of his ideas, but it was super cool to like, not only get the project done, but it was super cool to like, you know, just have that bonding time with my father-in-law and just, yeah, you know, awesome. like, he's one of those people that, um, he's like an absolute expert at his craft, like mm-hmm. woodworking. He is just, he is the most amazing problem solver I've ever seen in my life. He is one of the quickest thinking people I've ever met nice. in my life. Um, any problem that's presented to him, he's like, why don't you just do it like this? I'm like, well, cause I didn't think of that. <laughs> you know, and Like, yeah, I consider myself pretty crafty, you know, and pretty, pretty handy and talented until mm-hmm. I get around him. And then I realize how little I know. Um, but anyway, he's just an expert at woodworking. And so it's always, I'd always rather do a project with him, even though I could a lot of times do it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it'll just come out better if you do it with me, you know, and you'll have better yeah. ideas and stuff. So anyways, that was my last two and a half weeks. Um, sorry for the ramble fest. You don't even um, sorry. Or babble fest. So anyways, <laughs> so moving into today's yes. topic, unless you had something else that looked like nope. I was cutting you off. Okay. No, I'm ready. Um, it's called widow myths. Widow myths. Myths of being a widow or mm. widower or widowed. Or, so yeah. What we are going to primarily talk about is things that people give advice to a, to widows that we don't necessarily agree with, or that we just want to give you a different way to think about it. So, Michelle. Yes. <laughs> are you calling on? No, just kidding. <laughs> You're doing the teacher thing. What, yes. So, what do you think? Um, you know, what do you think about? What are some of the things you've heard that maybe you don't mm. agree with or? Okay. And we did things differently. So this will be interesting. Uh-huh. So, you know, don't make any big decisions in your first year. One of them being do not move. Okay. So I did move within my first year, but I'm going to tell you my situation and why I did that. So <clears throat> I had already started thinking before Luke passed away, I had already started thinking, you know, cause I had like a lot of time, um, anticipatory grief and we knew he was going to pass away. So I wanted to move closer to my family. So my family all lives in this town called Ridgefield, like a little North of Vancouver where I did live. And I knew that after he passed away, I wouldn't want to live in the same house and I wanted a bigger house. So my boys didn't have to share rooms anymore. And just something I'd wanted to do for a really long time. So it wasn't like a brand new thought after he passed away. So after he passed away, I started proceeding with, you know, starting to figure out, could I get a loan? Could I, when I started the process and it was a very long process because we had our house built. Um, So I started, let's see, June, July, August, September, October, November. It was about six months. I think I ended up purchasing 
the house to be built about six months after he passed away. And then we moved in 11 months after he passed away. But for me, it was one of the best healing things I ever did um, because, you know, I had triggers of the memory of his death over and over in the old house. Like that's where it happened. This, it was like every day, every single day. And it was just so good to get out of there. And just like so many, yes, we had so many good memories. It's the only house we ever lived in when we were married. Yeah, it's the only house my kids ever knew. So they were sad to leave. And we have great memories bringing all our kids home, like all that stuff. But the bad memories, the painful, like were so much stronger because they were the last memories of him. They were painful, you know, watching him pass away, all of that. And so it was so good to now I live within five minutes of everyone in my family, like both of my brothers and their families and my parents. I know that's usually unheard of. So I feel super blessed to have everybody around me, which is so great when I need help. Like, can you take the kids here? Can you do this? You know, I'm able to leave for long periods of time because my whole family is right around my house. And so it's been really great for me. So that is why I chose to move within the first year. And so I do believe there are circumstances where it's okay to do that. So what about your thoughts on that? Well, so yeah, so the the general idea, right, is that they say do not make any big decisions in the first year. So that can cover a a whole array of things. But yeah, yeah, so in regards to the moving, I also did think about moving. I thought about moving out of state Mm. um, right away. And I started I, I, I did follow that advice because I was kind of clueless, you know, on what was going on in my, in my world. And um, so I did start praying about moving out of state, but I decided that I was going to wait a year to actually consider it. And then, uh, uh, you know, but it wasn't like a real, it wasn't something I was praying about a lot. I was just praying about it and thinking about it and mm-hmm. stuff. And then as the year mark hit, I started praying about it hard. And then for the last four months, um, I, I was praying about Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I didn't make big decisions in the first year. And to be honest with you, um, you know, well, things didn't line up in my life to do that in the first year. But the the healing that it has given my heart to move mm-hmm. out of that house has been huge. Right. Because like you said, um, for starters... Lacey died in my bedroom, right? You know, that's a hard reality and that's, you know, but we're all, you know, we've all got dark stories in here. So I know everybody can handle the, the darkness when we talk about it, but like, how do you, how do you not think about that every day? Exactly. How do you not wake up and think about like, well, that's right where, Uh every day, you know, and, and then you see all the different reminders and I won't get into details, but just certain things I would see around my house that like, were just such constant reminders and, I loved my house so much though, that I, I chose to like overlook it and I didn't right. know it. I didn't know that how much it was holding me back right. until I left that house. Mm-hmm. So the point that we're trying to make that even though Michelle and I did it differently, we both agree that, you know, like, don't, don't feel like you need to follow these guidelines yeah. that everybody tells you you need to follow because and, you know, I'd say the only way is if you really want to move, you need to ask yourself, like, are you in a good mental place mm-hmm. to be making big decisions? If you feel like you are, nothing's going to change magically when you cross that one year mark. If it's 10 months or eight months and you feel super ready to get out of your house or your apartment or whatever, um, and you're waiting because you think something magical is going to happen after you cross the year mark, like it's it doesn't work that way. Like you just have to follow your gut and just don't, uh, don't feel like you need to adhere to what people tell you you need to do. I think is, mm-hmm. you know, main thing. do, do what works for you, you know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. So that's, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> In other words, you do you boo. That's what yes. we're telling you guys. You do you boo. It's like, because it's life is like a box of chocolate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go into something serious, but you it, never know what you're gonna get. Uh-huh. That was pretty like good accent and everything. Maybe because you're living in Tennessee. Uh no, because I've been <laughs> quoting Forrest Gump for many years. Oh, okay. That's why. Lieutenant anyway. Dan, ice cream. <laughs> Sorry. 
Okay. okay, moving on. Okay, so moving also on. within the what people say sometimes about don't make big decisions, some people say don't date within your first year. Mm. I did not, and we've had lots of dating episodes, and you can go back and listen to those when we talk about all this, but I decided, I don't know, somewhere like in the middle of the first year that I wanted to date again, and um, there was nothing wrong with that. Like, it's a personal decision, which also goes along with the the myth of um, the length of time you grieve is how much you loved your spouse and like mm. that you shouldn't date again. Like it, like if you start dating at six months or whatever, you must not really love your spouse. Like mm. I remember someone on my TikTok, you know, where I get all the hate sometimes, like it wasn't really hate comments, just like they didn't understand. Like I did um, a video all about being in love with Joel. And then like before that or after it, I had one about Luke and how much I love him. So someone's like, you're in love, but you just said you loved your spouse. So I had to go into that whole thing about loving two people and it's okay. Like I can still love one. It doesn't mean I didn't love my late spouse if I date someone else. And, you know, so the dating within the first year, I mean, we've done tons of dating episodes, like it's your choice. And so don't let someone say you should date or you shouldn't date. Like that's completely, if you feel ready, if it doesn't bring you to a place of like total grief, that the thought of dating someone else, then you might be ready. I remember in the very beginning, like very beginning people talking to me and I was like, I don't ever want to date again. Like never. That's how I felt at that point. And you may mm. be at that point and that's okay too. Um, how do you feel about the dating within? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you that it's, you know, people, <laughs> whether you, whether you wait three weeks or whether you wait three years, somebody right. is going to have an opinion. Oh on what yeah. You, what you should do or what you shouldn't do. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, um, you know, and if you might have to, you know, you might think you're ready to date and then you date and you find out you're not ready to date, you know, yeah, like, that can happen too. Um, but it, it's, it's just all about what you decide to do. And um, so, yeah, I wouldn't, again, like, I don't think there's going to be some magical switch that flips. Um, but I also think that, you know, a lot of it for people isn't that they're not ready to date. It's that they're not ready to tell people that they're ready to mm, date. That's like true. Too. They're they're yeah. afraid of what other people will think. They're afraid yep. of hurting people's feelings, which I yep. totally understand. Uh-huh. And um, you know, it's hard because you know the advice that I want to give is don't let other people dictate your life. True. You know, it's kind of like the uh, you probably remember this from network marketing. They say, "Are you going to take advice?" Mm. on how to become wealthy by somebody who's broke. I remember that, yeah. And so like, how are you, how would you take a dating advice from somebody who's not widowed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, so yeah, as much as I want to say that, like, I can't sit here and pretend like I wasn't crazy worried about what oh, everybody yeah. was going to think mm-hmm. or if, you know, but um, I finally got to a point where I was like, anybody who knew me, knew how how well I treated Lacey and how much I loved her and I don't think anybody would question me on that you know Mm -hmm. um anyways so yeah that's that's kind of where where I land on that is just that I totally agree with you and just think that it it comes down to you searching your heart and not following what other people because I mean how unfair if other people are actually holding you back from finding happiness right because of their opinions that they really don't know what they're talking about yeah you know so anyways that's my two cents on that that's me getting all my nails coming out for the widow community (laughs) you do what you want to do (laughs) nails (laughs) breaking the law breaking the law (laughs) is that a movie too no that was a oh gosh that was a Saturday Night Live no it was a it was an 80s was that Judas Priest Okay, I have no idea. So. Okay, sorry. Some, some 80s glam band. No, we're going to talk about oh, this. Okay, let's talk about every was song it Motley you know. Crue? No, I think it was Judas. I don't know. I'm just kidding. We don't need to talk about it. Okay, so um. here's a myth. In our opinion, it's a myth. <laughs> but I'm ready for the next I'm one. Still la- yeah, go ahead. I'm still laughing at Okay, year two is harder than year mm. one. We think it's a myth. I know some people think the other way, but we have both experienced personally that it is not harder. The first year, in my experience, the first year you're going through like just the first of everything. And it's so painful. Like the first birthday, the first holidays, the first everything, the first, 
nights and weeks and days without your loved one. And that's hard. That's like Mm -hmm. raw pain. Like you don't even Mm -hmm. know how you're going to get through it. And then I feel like the second year, it's like, you've already been through it one time and it doesn't hurt as much. Like the pain Mm -hmm. is further out. Like, and you have learned to live without your spouse. You still love them. You still have moments of grief. But for me, the grief was definitely not as intense on year two. And now crazy as it sounds, I am already on year three. So weird. Like that sounds Mm. so weird, you know, and I know you'll be there in a few months. Yeah. um, It's just a weird feeling to be like, whoa, I made it through year one and year two and I'm on year three now. Um, But it definitely for me was not harder. I've heard people say just to give the other side of it. They say that the first year they feel like they're just in shock. And then the second year is when it like really the reality sets in, but that's a long time to be in shock. I think like, I don't feel, and maybe we're different too, because we had the anticipatory grief. Yes. That's that, what that I was going to say. Yeah. That's probably why we have experienced it differently than other people, because I do know a lot of friends that have had sudden deaths and is that probably does affect this whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Well, yeah. I, I agree with you that we can't speak to that. Yes. We can um, speak to our own experience. That would be unfair for us to say that absolutely not, but right. I, I just don't see how it, it can be harder than, because like you said, I don't feel like you're, I don't feel like you're in that numb state for a year. Right. Personally, I feel like you kind of go into the numb state for like, I feel like for me, it was like two or three months. And so I feel like for others, it might be right. three to six months. Um, but yeah, you, you've, you've really accepted your reality. Um, and there, there's also a lot that there's this, um, this thing I, I have noticed that um, it, it, it feels sad to me, but where people will be on like, you know, year eight or something, and they're still right. like really struggling. And right. that, I, I can't sit here and pretend like I know what that feels like. Right. But I also just know that I feel like terrible for them, that they're still mm-hmm. trying to find um, a way to, to cope, you know? Um, so, you know, cause here's the thing, we don't get over it ever. Right. We constantly are learning more and more how to live with it. Yes. And so, um, you know, I mean, it's like any one of us, any one of us would of course wish that this never happened. Right. You know? Um, but I don't know, there's just this, uh, this element of it that I just, I do not see how it could be harder with more time going by because this is sort of a thing that you're learning to deal with with time and so I just feel like it it, I feel like the natural and you know I've used this analogy before that I feel like it's kind of like a broken bone like you know let's say it takes two months for your broken bone to heal like would month two really be harder than month one or or even the initial break right um I feel like you know the break is like the oh my gosh and you're screaming and crying and it's terrible and then they cast your arm and then you're kind of like okay and you're you know you feeling a little better or whatever and then like and then it's almost time to take the cast off and I don't know it just yeah, you know what I mean like just the progression it. Uh-huh. of it I feel like it, it has to get it's a wound right it's a wound to your heart and to your soul and for me, I feel like as long as you're um, not holding yourself down or not keeping yourself suppressed in a place of sadness, then it's inevitable that it's going to get better. But again, I'm only speaking from the place of, you know, watching my wife battle cancer. And then over the past month, like knowing, well, for the 14, 15, 14 months, I knew that there was a possibility that she would lose her life right over the last month I knew she was going to lose her life mm-hmm. and so there is a lot like you said of anticipatory grief um that's a lot of time to process yeah, you know and to is. think about stuff um so anyways yeah that's that's my thoughts on that okay do you have another myth that we can talk um, about myth busters let's see myth, let's we hear the myth um, busters. yes there there was one um so, I mean, it kind of goes along with what we're talking about a little bit, but like people say that there is a right way and a wrong way to grieve. Mm. What do you think about that? 
that's a myth. There, there's no right or wrong way. You grieve how you grieve. If that means like you scream, you scream. If it means you cry, you cry. Like that means you go running to deal with your grief. Like you do it that way. Like it is, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. So we need to just get that myth out of here because it's I, yeah. personal. It's personal. Everybody grieves differently. Like, and you can't compare. It's kind of on the same thing. You can't compare with other people and like their timeline, like timelines don't matter. Like mm. this isn't the same for everybody. You're going to grieve at a different pace. You're going to grieve in a different way. And there's no right or wrong. Like somebody, you might think that they're not grieving because they're not crying all the time or however you might do it, but that's not how they grieve. That doesn't mm. mean that they're like, for instance, like, um, like my kids, like never really cried that much after Luke passed away. It's been a few things here or there, but that doesn't mean they're not grieving. They just do it differently. You know, they grieve in other ways. And so we have to respect each other in that just because someone's not crying doesn't mean they're not grieving. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah. You know, I agree with you because I know what you're saying. I don't think that there is necessarily a right way or a wrong way, but I do think that there are healthy and unhealthy oh, ways yes. to grieve. Yes. And so I, you know, I think uh, it would honestly, it would have been easy to disappear into a bottle of Jack Daniels for me. Um, but I felt like that would have been an unhealthy way to grieve. Right. Yes. You know? That's so different. I agree yes. with you. There's no right or wrong way, but I just felt like I needed to throw yes, that in thank there you as, for clarifying. Like, uh, as like a, you know, addition to that, that, well, there's no right or wrong way you do what's right for you in terms of, you know, if you feel like, and so the, I know what you were saying, Michelle, that it's yeah. like, if you feel like going to a party and, and laughing with all your friends, right. that's great. Yes. It, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, some people would tell you that's wrong. And so I know that's the kind of stuff like you're talking about. Yeah. It just made me think no, about that's the, a good point. the, some people that I know, or that I've seen in widowed groups that are yes. like, yes, going, going out, doing, um, all kinds of questionable things. That's not my place to say what they're doing is questionable, but just as far as my moral compass goes, um, it's a little questionable, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, so no, good point. And you do need to feel it to be healthy. What you feel you can heal. So we haven't heard that <laughs> you, in like five episodes. I know yeah. it's been a little I love while. That. Yes. And so it's important that um, that you do feel that. So that's more healthy. So good point that there's no like right or wrong way, but there is a healthy versus not mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think uh, we just about covered it. What do you think? Oh, I do you have any others? Yes. Another was there more? myth that I was uh, thinking about that we read oh, earlier uh -huh. was about um, the myth that you shouldn't talk about your um, spouse's death in front of your kids. Mm, yes, um, that's a good one. I think that it's okay. Like what we talk about, we bring into the light. It's okay to talk about. We give our kids permission to talk about, um, you know, whether it's about the actual death of their um, parent, or it's just about their parents, like that whole general idea of like keeping their memory alive and talking about them, making your kids feel like it's a safe space to bring up their mom or their dad anytime they want to. We can mm -hmm. just say, and my kids are really good about that. Oh, daddy would have liked this. And then I wouldn't think daddy would like, cause we've since day one talked about him and made it a safe place to talk about anything about their dad. And so I think it's really important to have that open dialogue um, cause I've known somebody in my past who, um, when her dad passed away, they didn't talk a lot about it. And she said how hard that was for her. And so I learned from that and was like, okay, I want to make sure that we keep his memory alive. We talk about him, you know, and, um, it's not like this taboo subject. Right. And, and I think sometimes people who aren't widows think if they say their name, you're going to cry and lose it. Or like, right. they, they don't know, is it okay to say their name? <laughs> like, right. So sometimes I think it's okay to just say their name and say something, you know, like, it's okay to talk about it. Like, I'm fine. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, you know, and for me, it's different, right? Because it has to be like age appropriate. Well, that's so, true. Yeah. Um, I can't necessarily. Right. I mean, I would be a fool to talk about what actually happened. Um, yes. And actually, I was very blessed. And a lot of prayers were answered that somehow absolutely miraculously while I literally took care of my wife around the clock for a long time and raised my two kids in right. the same house 
somehow they didn't see how bad it was. Wow. That's amazing. They were like, my prayers were answered that they were protected from it. Like every single time there was only one time that I had to call 911 that they were there. Mm, right. All the other times where she was taken away in an ambulance, they somehow weren't there. My hugest prayer, I mean, I was pleading with God that they wouldn't be there when she passed right. away. Right. And that prayer was also answered. Um, and so, you know, so for me, I'm I'm very much, but I I'm very much protecting, let me finish the thought. Sorry, I'm very much protecting them from talking about the actual death. Right. But um, I'm very open with them talking about mommy. We always talk about mommy. I always Mm -hmm. tell my daughter how much she reminds me of mommy. I tell them all the sacrifices she made for them through her pregnancies and how much she fought so hard to like breastfeed them and um, Mm. that it was difficult for her. And, you know, just all the, all the things that I just, you know, I feel like I, you know, honor her legacy really well to them. But, um, but so yes, they are very comfortable with the idea of talking about her. And so, yeah, I think you just have to use discretion, of course, but make sure that you're not, you're, because think about it for you as a widow, like if somebody brings it up to you and they're like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. Well, it's like, you didn't forget that your wife or your (laughs) husband died. You didn't forget. So like, they just don't know, like you said, they don't know whether it's okay or not to bring it up. Well, it's the same thing with your kids. They didn't forget. Right. And so it's good to make it comfortable for them. I mean, we even, um, we say prayers uh, before bed and, um, you know, one of my daughters, you know, I taught her this, that um, I said, well, it's, I told her that it's, it's, God says it's bad to try to pray to mommy. We can't talk to mommy, but the Bible doesn't say anything that we can't ask God to give mommy messages for us. Right. Mm-hmm. I love and that. so every time she prays now, she says, please tell mommy we miss her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, and I've told her that like, you know, you can pray and you can say, God, will you please tell mommy this for me? And you can just tell mommy whatever you want. And I think God will tell her. Um, I love that. You know, cause it doesn't, I don't know. I can't find anything that says that's unbiblical. Right? We can ask for anything in the name of Jesus. Like her right. soul is still alive. So I, I don't see it. why they can't pray for that. I've, I've asked pastors about it and they're like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, so when your kids are older, let's say teenagers or whatever, and they ask, they might ask more about her death. Will you tell them more? Like absolutely. they're old enough to handle it. Yes. Because for the main, for the main reason of, for one, I want them to know what a warrior mommy was. Yeah. Um, but two, I also want to give, um, and I was just talking about this the other day. I want to give my daughter the example of what she should look for in a husband, what a husband should be willing to do for his bride and to teach my son, this is what you should be willing Mm -hmm. to do for your wife. And this is how much, this is what, you know, loving your wife as Christ loved the church. This is what it looked like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not that I'm you know, bragging, but I was a good husband to her, you know, oh, and, for sure. um, and I want them to see that example of what they should look for and what, you know, what my daughter should look for and what my son should strive to be like. And, mm. um, I, I think that it would be powerful for them to, to know exactly what we went through and, um, right. And how intense and difficult it was. It was like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like when I look back, I'm like, I seriously can't believe that that was our life. That was just, I don't know how I survived, to be honest. I don't know how I survived. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't need to go all into that, but um, I want them to know what it looks like to sacrifice. Right. um, That that's what love is, you know? Right. Anyways, yeah. So and I find it interesting because the difference in ages of our kids, my prayer was let the kids be there. Oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm, and we were able to all be there. Like, I didn't want it to be when somebody was gone, but thankfully, I mean, not, you know, it was COVID, so they weren't going to be gone. But, right. um, you know, for a while, that was my fear. Like, when we, before COVID hit, and Haley and I were going to go on a trip to Washington, D.C. with her eighth grade class. And, like, I was so scared of like something happening when we were gone or just different scenarios in my head. I wanted them to be there. And so I am so thankful that they were able to be there. So I really think it has to do with your, like who your kids are and you know what they can handle and their ages and all of that. And right. 
So I do feel thankful that they were able. That's to really that. neat. I never, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you've told me that, but I never processed it from that angle before. Yeah. That like that it was, I mean, and you've literally told me that, that you were thankful they were there, but I've never really like thought about it in depth of like mm-hmm. that that was an important thing to you at such a difficult time. Cause just to remind our audience, um, Luke got diagnosed with cancer six months after you got married, right? Uh, yeah, just about or for the first time. Yeah. And so it was about 16 and a half years yeah. mm-hmm. of your marriage. So he had cancer, yeah. Or, you know, I know sick. we had different journeys, but mm-hmm. I mean, I I was going insane after dealing with it for, you know, 14 months. Mm-hmm. And so that was literally your whole marriage. Yes. And it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just, cause you know, not everybody's listened all That's the way true. back at episode two. This is episode 49. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, Michelle has been through quite a lot too, been through quite a bit, quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't even talk. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Y'all. Yes. I have a quick question for you. I have to ask Okay. <laughs> cause I'm, um, the mystery girl has an accent and I love that so I do too oh my gosh I love it but so we compare words and so I just want to hear you say um what do you call somebody that is an attorney what's another word a lawyer a lawyer does she say lawyer or something yeah apparently I say it wrong and it's lawyer it's lawyer <laughs> I'm it's, trying to practice I don't know I, I am in the street girl now. it's lawyer but that's cute that you <laughs> it's really cute that you say lawyer I, I think that's cute you know what I'm gonna ask Joel she doesn't tonight. say it like that like when she says it it sounds like natural you know what I mean like I I have to like push it to say it mm-hmm. um but I see how she gets there because it does come from the word law lawyer True. that's a great point point. and so I'm like wow you know what maybe I do say it wrong. Cause she's like, yeah, what is lawyer? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. That's just how I was taught to say it. Right? So anyways, we have, a, we have a good time, um, you know, saying different words to each other and seeing That's how we so say cute. it differently. It's, it's just so weird to me that to her, I have an accent, right? Like an like, Northern accent or like, like California, California accent, know? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's just funny. That is funny. Well, I think that's uh doesn't well, don't, wait real quick. Doesn't Joel have I forgot Joel has kind of has an accent, right? A like Brazilian, Brazilian Southern? Southern accent. It is I love the that. cutest, most unique accent I've ever heard in my life. Because awesome. he lived, he was born in Brazil, lived there till he was 17, also lived there um like seven other years of his life. But then he moved, you know, he's also been in Texas and Louisiana, and so it's cute. It's like a mixture. Love it. Love it. That's that awesome. was yeah. Literally cool? on my list. <laughs> really? I wanted an accent. Yeah. I mean, you it know, wasn't, wasn't a must, but it was literally like, oh, that's so cute. I want somebody with an accent. Yeah. That's no, that's awesome. And honestly, like I had no draw to the Southern accent until I came here and I'm like, gosh, I like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think I'd ever really met anybody um, with a strong accent um, from the South that was female. Um, and so I never really like thought, but I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so I remember before I talked to, um, mystery, my mystery girl, girl. <laughs> um, for the first time on the phone, I was like, oh, do they have accents there? I can't say where it is, but, um, and then I was like, oh, I hope she does. I hope she does. And then we started talking on the phone. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I think nice. it's, I, I think it's really attractive and, mm-hmm. um, it's just, yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's just fun for us to tease each other about the way we say things you know Mm -hmm. like that I say soda she says pop you know stuff like that Uh I like comparing the things we say and it's interesting it's just I've noticed that a lot in Tennessee um and it's funny because I actually did ask my neighbor if to her I had an accent Mm -hmm. and she said oh yeah she's like y'all cut your words off so fast (laughs) I'm like what do you mean and she's all well like I'm going to the store like dragging out yeah she's all you're going to the store (laughs) <laughs> that's just funny the way she said it oh my gosh I was like she's all y'all just seem like you got to get your words out so fast <laughs> they're like, like oh yours gosh, are so, so slow Come yeah on. like get to the point uh-huh. <laughs> but that's you know that's everything's fast-paced in California right you know yeah 
Exactly. Anyways, um, so yeah, right. there's well, some more useless uh, conversation for everybody to listen to. They like it, right? <laughs> you love it. What was that? <laughs> what movie was it? Was that Sandlot also? Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it on up. Is that All right? I'm getting intruded on. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what, buddy? Uh, yes. Please close my door. Thanks, buddy. Sorry. I just got to um, say, so our audience knows your little Luke is so adorable. Like his <laughs> little you. boys and just the way he looks. And he's just yeah. so, so cute. He's a sweetie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a good kid. Both of them are really, really sweet. Kids. Yes, they are. All right. What were we saying? Wrapping it up. Um, wrapping it up. Wrapping on up. Would you like to uh, close this out in prayer? Yes. Be like, that comes first before I yeah, say. I, okay. Yes. Are you sure? I'm 100%. I'm literally okay. all right. I'm just kidding. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay, you go. <sighs> Gosh, Mark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, the blessings that you provide us. Thank you so much for um, just giving this us this opportunity to somehow help people through our silliness. And um, <laughs> we just get a lot of great messages, really positive feedback, and encouragement that. Um, somehow we're helping people. And so we thank you for um, you using us um, because we just want to glorify you and, and your kingdom. And um, you are you are the great healer and the great physician. And so let us all be reminded to go to you um, for our comfort and for our peace. And um, Lord, I would just like to pray that you just comfort everybody's hearts that are mm-hmm. um, you know, looking to make some big decisions in their life, or they don't know how to talk to their kids, or any of the things we talked about today, Lord, I pray that you would just um, give people the confidence to find their own grief journey in this, and that they're not affected by, um, you know, the things that other people or books or whatever are telling them that they should do, that, that they, that they don't get bound by that, that they, they realize that they're, you know, smart people that can make smart decisions and to, to trust their judgments, you know, when that time is right. Um, and also, also to wait if the time is not right, but that it's, there's not some magical line. So I pray you would just fill people's hearts and minds with, um, just great confidence and strength in knowing what they need to move forward in this difficult time. Um, and it's in Jesus name that I always ask you of these things, father. Amen. Amen. Well, if you like this podcast, give it a little bing, five stars or a nice little rating. It helps get the word out to other people. Um, We've got a special episode coming up next time we would like to do if we get enough participation. Episode 50 is going to be ask us anything. Doesn't mean we're going to answer it, but anything (laughs) you want to ask, anything you've ever wondered, like what color, like shoes, does Mark wear? Or I don't know. I'm just saying random things just to give people ideas. You can, you can ask us anything. No, I'm I, sure there's so many people just dying I feel to like, know that. What color shoes? Like, can Mark still flip on a skateboard? You know? Yes, please ask those questions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, you know, whatever you want to ask, or they could be like widow questions, like whatever. It could be silly. It could be whatever. And so please get those to us either through our Facebook page, Widow Too Soon, or our Instagram, Widow Too Soon underscore maybe. I don't know. You know where we're at. Email Widow Too Soon at m at gmail.com. All the places. All like, the places. You know where we be. You know where we be. You you found us. Yep. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Any question you want to ask, and then we're going to filter through them and decide which ones we're going to ask. Just and ask. Please ask questions. Just ask it. We'll, we will you know, we're pretty open, honest people, unless it's something we really don't want to talk about, <laughs> but you know, we're pretty open. So ask us anything. It, it'll be fun. Like a celebration episode that we made it 50 episodes. I know it, that is kind of crazy. That's crazy. And it's, it's something really like, crazy. We're at it's like something like 54 or 55 countries. Oh, now. It's insane. Most recently, Austria. If that oh. is you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, <laughs> thanks, oh, Arnold. Really reach out, Arnold. <laughs> yes, but it is, it is pretty crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and maybe we'll talk more about it in, <laughs> and next time, but like, I was totally like tuning you out. I'm really nothing for that Arnold impersonation. <laughs> Did you just go, get to the chopper? 
Okay, I just heard blah, 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 like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that. <laughs> Anyways, like, you know, we thought, I'm trying to be serious. No, I'm sorry. I'm just giggling. It's funny, though. I'll, like, I'll turn my mic off. <laughs> it's good. We thought maybe after 10 episodes, we had nothing left to say. Like, I, I can't believe we're still here. Like, it's awesome. It's very exciting. I know. So it's, it is. I'm to celebrate. So I'm excited for our 50th episode. And if we don't get enough questions, maybe we can just have like a list of questions for each other. That would be kind of I fun. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's let's have a little backup. Let's make them kind of like silly or like, I don't know. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a good time. So it'll be like a surprise. I, I some questions. We're not going to discuss it before. It'll be live on air, but we can, you know, I edit. So <laughs> yeah, I have that advantage. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome anyways well thanks everybody for listening and i hope you have a fabulous wonderful day and we'll see you next time absolutely god bless thank you